0: 16 recap, also known as the catastrophe in RJ's house. Oh, Fez, Fez, Fez. What happened? What happened? You had three. I liked every one of three them. Three must plays. Yeah, I liked every one of them. I would I would have played those without your opinion. Atlanta
1: so. plus seven. Washington plus seven. And you know what? The one that had the best closing line value of them all. The goddamn Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson, the loser Broncos. At least
0: he got fired over it. Yeah. I Hedge like that. So heads
1: will roll. Minus two and a half. Not minus three. Minus two and a half. At close, three and a half popped up at a few, a, a few places. You know what? If you can lay two and a half and a line closes, the closing line is 3.35 That is a play that's extremely difficult not to wager
0: and invest in. I got to tell you something. This year has been the hardest year in the following way for me. I see the game. I know what I'm supposed to lean towards. Meaning, you know, the Andy Isco, Mark Lawrence. You know, which is the going to be the unpopular side kind of thing. And I also know you can't just do that nonstop. The ugly dogs. Yeah, and yeah. what I've done is probably taken between thirty-three and thirty-eight percent of my plays and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna revert, flip the script and I'm going with the favorite here or the team that's playing a little better. That j- the sharps are backing. Because I don't think it's all about dogs. I think it's about two things: are you a favorite or a dog is one, and what's your momentum? Are you playing better or are you playing worse? If you have a dog that's playing better, like Jacksonville was throughout the last month or so, sure. those can get a lot some public action. But if you got a dog that's going in the wrong direction, Colts. Yeah, you don't get <laughs> and then the trick is do you find the teams that really have become dysfunctional and eliminate them? And and you look at a Carolina who hasn't become dysfunctional. And there's a lot of value because the sense was the momentum was negative and they were dogs. Robbie Anderson, uh, Jettison, they're all world running back. Yeah. Who's played very well in Saint france
1: Exactly. And and, and Kumbaya comes together and everybody likes each other. Pajamas Walker and and whoever is quarterbacking for Carolina. Doesn't matter.
0: Here's what we do with the recap is we go through the games and we tell you what the score should have been. And we've got a lot of ways to do that. Uh, we have the recalculation of the score based upon the underlying stats. We've got experts that give us their information, and we aggregate it. Football outsiders, uh, Kevin Cole, for example. Uh, we have Neflo come. Um, you know what's funny? I, I heard someone pronounce that. I've been pronouncing it. it it's NFL Elo. But for ah. some reason, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It makes more sense. Just like the chess. <laughs> exactly. But um, – And then we got Steve, who's got his eye test, and you know what? He's like Andy Rooney, late stage Andy Rooney. But
2: NFL Elo would be spelled differently. It's N F E
0: L O. Yeah. How much is how much of an ad? How much did he pay for the ad? (laughs) All right. I don't know. That's what someone said. I don't know. I don't know. I know that it didn't help. <laughs> I mean, this is a disaster. Now, I listen.
1: Disaster for the consensus across the board. No, I'm. It, I mean, it, yeah. it was it was a Christmas Day massacre at the top uh, across all these this. I'm saying this whole
0: year. I don't know when to zig or when to There's something I'm not seeing that I I don't know what it is. Well, let me brighten your day here a little right. bit. Walk to a craps table.
1: I've rarely done this, and you'll see all the time. Guys, that are winning big, rolling the dice, mm-hmm. and they're betting. You know, six or eight gets rolled, and they back it with their odds. Not that big of an free odds, free odds. Boom, and they don't seven out. They keep hitting the number over and over. Well, you know what? When you're placing a six or taking odds on a six or an eight, you know what? There's there's six sevens, and there's only five sixes, so that's six 11. So that the seven, you should seven out six elevenths of the time. That's fifty five point five percent. Think about that. That's a monster favorite in sports betting. Fifty-five point five percent expectation. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I've seen shooters make like eight
0: sixes and eights in a row. Here's the difference, though. If I'm if I'm going to take solace and other people losing eventually, then that makes a ton of sense. What I'm worried about is me winning. I don't care if everyone else wins. I don't. But I that don't,
1: puts things nicely in
0: perspective yeah, in if, terms if of I the I variance, feel like I'm 55%, right? And what I'm saying is, I think I'm fifty-five percent or better. If that last piece, if that last, here's the handicap, here's why six out of, uh, or seven out of ten times, I think that this would be either a fade or go dog. And you've hit 55.5% over the last five years. Yeah, well, that's the truth, and that's why this is frustrating. We had, entering this year, the best record of anyone in the gold over the last, per, the prior four years, well,
1: we probably rolled a couple more sevens than we should have, and now we're rolling more sixes and eights, a lot more this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: I hear you. I That's hear where you. I'm going. But what I'm saying now, last year, last two weeks, I went nine and one. All right. So right now, I guess what I'm down six, seven. No, it was it was one, and then we went on five. Right. It's seven now. How could that be? They just added one randomly. I was wrong. It was two. We were behind last week. I might I might not be here right now if I knew that. I could be dead, self-inflicted gun wound. Who knows? Mackenzie might have saved my life with his mistake. Or maybe I wouldn't have cared as much. And yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's think about it then, Steve. Seven <clears throat> so how many? Seven? Yeah. Oh God! So eight and two calm. is six. We just need to go Second. nine and one. That's it. Just repeat last year. We just need to go nine and one. Icy calm. All right, I'm gonna can- calm. I'm gonna cancel the rest of this fight. Nah. all right, let's get to it. Now, here's what I want to do. Let's go because we got games from last week. We got. I mean, it's been an extra day with all those Saturday games. It's let's, all a blur. Let's go rotation order. Sure. Start with the Jets, Jacksonville. This, I tell you this, this game is the, one of the more impressive wins of the year by Jacksonville. Here's why. They were in a trend, a system, which is you play an overtime game and then you're a road team on Thursday. It was, two, I think, 2-22 up to that point. Mm. And, they, and, we, and the other thing you could say in the Trevor Lawrence book was he's not good in weather. Because they went back and called, because he had a real bad weather game recently. You know, mm. early this year, they went back to college, and he's not good in weather. And there was a pounding rain. There was wet. So if you say Trevor Lawrence on the road short Thursday after a overtime in a two and twenty two ATS spot, and it's raining, against a pretty good team, and they dominate the game. No, the sharps back
1: the Jets. Back bet the Jets from minus one up to minus two and a half. You know what? It's Thursday night, so I don't have all the note. I don't have all my notes like I do extensively on the rest. But I can tell you, I watched the whole game, and this was an example of the Jets defense struggled to stop Jacksonville. Jacksonville's offense didn't put up a lot of points, but they moved the ball. And the Jets offense with Wilson, my God, I hate that Zach Wilson. He is absolutely incompetent. It looks, it, it, it's made the entire Jets team dysfunctional with him.
0: The, he, this is just shows you the whole zig and zag nightmare I'm in. Is I have two quarterbacks I hate. I hate Zach Wilson. I hate Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Sam yes. Darnold. I somehow I've bet against Ooh. Sam Darnold like the last three weeks and lost. Mm. And somehow I've bet on Zach Wilson the last three weeks and lost.
1: You like you you dislike some other quarterbacks.
0: Not as much. But not as much. Not yeah. as much. Yeah. Sam Darnold's. Like I don't like um. You don't like Mayfield, right? No, yeah, I I actually him? defend Mayfield. Mm, that's I, true. That's true. Because c- he had a, uh, some injuries. Mm. I mean, I would say I didn't. I didn't really like Dan Pastorini. I didn't like his hairline.
1: He got old fast.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah he
1: and Stabler.
0: The, well, yeah. When you're named the snake, you're gonna you're you know you're staying out at night. The snakes are nocturnal. Mm. Anyway, that encompasses encapsulates my troubles. I hate Sam Darnold, and I lose against him. I hate Zach Wilson and I lose with him. Mm. All right, go ahead, Steve. Anything else?
1: I think that a little bit of a magnification because I literally think when Zach Wilson plays, it makes the defense a lot worse for the Jets themselves. Then why why are the,
0: the, the, the gods of closing line value batting them hand over fist? They bet him against Detroit. I think it was that situation that you mentioned. We, we, but they but bet like, him against Detroit too. Another, we got a soft dome
1: team heading to the elements, you know. And and the, the feeling is that they were betting against Detroit, a dome team playing in December on the road where they've always sucked. Well, how's that going for you? Oh, and two for the Jets. And you know what? They're, they're they're lining up to bet the Jets again this week.
0: Are they really? They are. Now what? Now it's play. You know we gotta. We'll get into it more uh, on the Thursday pick release show that we tape on Wednesday. But you gotta consider motivate. I mean, are the what's the Jets' possibility? Mackenzie, pull up five thirty-eight. Just have it available. Um, cool. And, and tell me what's going on. With don't the Jets. don't peek. Jets at Seattle. What's the line? Right. Don't peek. J- it's this week. This All week. Right, so Jets at Seattle. Okay, Seattle's going down, down, down. Jets a little bit better. I'm gonna say pick them. Jets minus two and a half. Whoa! What did, what did it open up at? Pick. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. All right. So the third straight week, gotta cover one of these games. This reminds me of the Browns. Mike White's coming back, the savior. Well, I can appreciate that actually. I can too. Did did the line move upon that announcement? Because it didn't move the other way when he it was announced out. It's it's one of those where they
1: they didn't announce it, but everybody knows. And then I think it's it, it's gotten out that White's going to
0: start. Yes. All right. So anyway, just to finalize that trend so everyone can know exactly this was a um huh. This is the two and twenty two? Yeah, I just want to verify yeah, for good. sure here. Good. Um Okay, here it is. So if you have rest of exactly three days and you're off an overtime game, that's the only conditions. Um and what I've done is flip this to the positive, so you're the opponent. It's now twenty two and three against the spread it was 22 and two and it's eight over eight points per thank game over the spread
1: i don't think you told me this before the game thank god
0: i didn't either i would have bet it too i forgot I, about
1: I, it yeah the um you know what this reminds me in the movie hoop dreams When the team's 26 and one <laughs> and then they they upset them and they're like tell them they're 26 and two now <laughs> in the playoffs <laughs> oh lord that
0: was king in chicago mckenzie great high school all right, next game, <laughs> the Giants. Now, here, one of my best bats, somehow I'm like, oh, the line the line was four and a half. I was like, oh, no, what would Steve do? God, you screwed my head up with the closing line value crap. I like bucking everyone. And even if I'm wrong thinking I'm right, just, just you know, making it up and then going to the same Asylum, that's where I'm headed because of McKenzie. If only I knew we were down an extra game, it wouldn't have mattered.
1: And, and the Giants actually won this game by my calculations. Of course, the Vikings found
0: a way to win. But, but you the- like Minnesota, if I remember. I like the Giants. Nah, I, had <laughs> I had nothing.
1: I had I, nothing. I said, but you quote me, I said, one of these teams has to win. They're the two most overrated teams in the NFL. Remember? Okay.
0: Well, and one did. All right. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota well, not really. won, Giants covered. Uh, what was a 61 yard field goal at the end? Uh, our stats are re. Uh, calculated stats, which we take the underlying numbers, say the minis should have won by a point. All right. Kevin Cole says Giants should have won by a point. And pregame's EPA model says Minnesota by a point. And football outsider says Minnesota by a point. That's a tight range. It should
1: have been, it should have gone overtime. Dude shouldn't have made the 61 yarder. Yes. Um the Giants won the stats, but the Giants were down eight late in the game. Fine, call it it equal. Another example Minnesota winning a coin flip game yet again. Well, fourth quarter win share
0: 73% for Minnesota. Because they were
1: ahead, yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, So, Giants still got some winning to do. I I think the Giants' defense is just better than they. I mean, when you look at the Giants' D. What are you, you impressed? I mean, are- yeah, the
1: Vikings got 27 points. They never should have gotten the 27 points. They only got five yards per play, only 353 yards. There were two, two, two turnovers for the Giants. I can't recall all the specifics of that, but the only reason Minnesota got to 27 this was a game, if I recall correctly, yes, it was, I believe, it was 24, 7, I think it was 17, 16 with like three minutes to play. So- a- and the Giants turned it over, and Minnesota got a
0: 20 yard drive. So they only gave up 17 for most of the game. So where are the Giants right now relative to where they were six or eight weeks ago? Because their record was a lot better six or eight weeks ago.
1: Yeah, so I've upgraded the Giants two points, actually. The Giants are losing and playing better.
0: Now, if you look at another thing we do, and I really like this model, is what we do is we say, listen, there's the line of scrimmage. There's the snaps that happen on the line of scrimmage. Then we've got what we call field position, which is kickoffs, punts, and turnovers, right? Mm -hmm. And then we got um, scoring from kicking, which is usually a small thing, the scoring from kicking. But, you know, that has to be separate. And that's it. That's what makes up a game. So, for example, the Giants in field position lost nine points. Minnesota gained eight points. So there's a net 17 points of advantage for Minnesota in field position. But from the snaps at the line of scrimmage, the Giants were plus 11 points, and Minnesota was minus, like, a third of a point. So Giants dominate the game, but all those little plays and the turnovers, which we should have out. And, and, and uh, you know, McKenzie, do you have the turnover separate, like in your mind or somewhere on a sheet? Yes. All right. So what was the turnovers on? When we go to the, each of these games, put that number up. All right. All right. So but what was it here? One second. Because I, I'm always interested. Is it because turnovers, though, there's luck in it. You know, there's some culpability too. Mm-hmm. But Giants, I, 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 I mean, they listen, a good coach helps a team improve throughout the year. Does, so they, if we, Dable doing a fantastic job, yeah.
1: by all accounts. This is a rebuilding year.
0: This is the rare case
1: where you got a playoff team that's rebuilding.
0: So there you go, eleven points of Giants turnovers, and they were unlucky. There was more than eleven points of turnovers. It was they were. Well, no, actually on that one, Mackenzie, that would have no consideration for what they should have had or shouldn't have had. Right. Right. Okay. And what was the luck factor on that one? By the way. One second. So, so that's interesting fact. So a turnover is a turnover. When we're explaining what facets of the game helped the team win or lose, mm-hmm. we don't we don't judge them. But then when we start trying to predict the future, we say, were the turnovers something that was their fault? Was it fluky? Mm-hmm. So we look at turnover-worthy plays from PFF yes. and impute out. What do we got here? Giants were three
2: points unlucky on turnovers. It was actually because the Vikings should have had some. The,
0: Viking, uh, the Giants' turnovers were exactly as we predicted, zero points of luck. Mhm. So that's that's interesting. So what we're saying is Minnesota avoided some turnovers that would have swung the game. Yes. Ooh, you think with all this knowledge I'd be winning more. The fur. You know what's funny? If we go to Kevin and Beam, which I did 3 picks a week every week on Friday,
1: 59%, right?
0: No, no, but I, I yeah, Something whatever, like but what I'm saying is I won like six straight years. Yeah, there. I know. Then this picked up. It's like 10 years. And Mackenzie screws it up with by telling me the wrong number. I, I, I want to no. I wasn't. I, I, I want to come in and say one thing. Yeah. Even
1: in, and I know I've been saying this for for 15 years, but this is really serious. In the past, even the last just the last couple of years, the moves the that have been happening earlier and earlier. Monday, I'm Sunday night. All these lines are getting taken, and then Monday, then Tuesday. By Tuesday morning. It is amazing. I've never seen an NFL board move so much. And by contrast, I used to wake up on Sunday morning and it would be like a Christmas tree. I'd see like all kinds of huge line moves going on all over the place. Nothing. The board's like like been ravaged so that unless there's a major injury, it's already, or it's already known. Everything's already known by Sunday
0: morning. So here's the thing. We've often debated, is it better to get one line on Wednesday... And be able to play that all the way up till Saturday night. Obviously, there's an edge there. Yes. Or would it be better to be able to play it, let's say, ten different books at any point from Sunday until for almost twenty four or uh, almost a week? We've often said we thought it was about a tie. That that the And what I'm hearing you say now is if someone wanted to make you a bet, can you hit 53% in the NFL sides next year? And he said you had two choices, play the Super Contest or you can show me an account, we, we just build an account that is just you betting this and every bet on it is that. It sounds like you're now leaning towards you'd rather have the freedom of that.
1: Exactly. I'd much rather be able to play market lines all week long than have to just play one snapshot stale numbers on a Wednesday Potentially stale. All, all Especially
0: when you've got the Westgate... Trying to predict line moves in some devious exactly. way.
1: Exactly. I, I, I go no further, though. I'll, I'll say it. Parlay cards, okay? I used to trash sports books by playing stale numbers on so parlay cards. When you trash, cards, you mean you'd, crush you'd beat em. them, yeah. Yes. And now it's. The edge is so tiny if it's even there because what happens, all the really good moves happen on Monday and Tuesday morning. So by the time the cards get printed Thursday morning, it's like those numbers are are really, really sharp. And like, yeah, they move a little bit Thursday to Saturday. But you know what? A lot of times that's just money being bet, not necessarily correct money at that point in time.
0: That's Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion ever. And this is our recap show. I'm R.J. Bow. Next game, New Orleans, Cleveland. Vito had New Orleans.
1: So I talked to
0: Vito. Uh-huh. All right,
1: so here's what Vito let me know. Uh-huh. So the, obviously, bad weather, the Browns' win should be— they, they've got lots of experience the last few years playing in the wind. We even talked about Jacoby Brissett. So this
0: is all pro-Cleveland, but he's like the Saints.
1: Vito said, listen, Fez, dumb-dumb. All right, Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback in the wind. You said he
0: was used to
1: it. He was, and he had some good. Reg- but, but the point was that being able to throw the dynamic of putting Taysom Hill in the red zone mm. and the like, and he and he was like Taysom Hill is the uniquely qualified mutter of a quarterback.
0: Now, did he go over all his, his props?
1: Dalton went under I don't even know if Hill was on the board because he's the back. he's a tight end. I mean, yeah,
0: but they would have had like rushing yards and, and yeah, Hill went over his rushing yards,
1: yeah, I mean, he had to you know they he got lost of lots of usage and as the game went on i'll give I'll give credit here to to the New Orleans coaching staff. Andy Dalton was not in for very many plays at all in the second half in that bad weather. and taysom Hill looked very comfortable did
2: not qualify for the weekly QBR
0: board Andy Dalton because he didn't have enough throws right. Wow. Oh, drop. So that
1: backs. was Vito's... Yeah, That's makes sense. He, he didn't tell me, but that nice it enough. does make sense. Would
0: nice enough. know. Um, <laughs> the uh, Saints had an 83% fourth quarter win share, so pretty dominant. Uh, our <clears throat> model says, and this is the recalculation of the stats, say Saints by two points. And everyone else is in that range, three points, a half a point, three and a half points. So all Saints... A nice victory, but not dominant.
1: Exactly, and when one play does change things, Cooper dropped the touchdown Which, pass. Again,
0: he's renowned for being bad in the element.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, so you is? could say like that. Yeah, I, and it was one of those passes. It wasn't perfect to him. If you're an NFL wide receiver, you catch that ball, and the Browns would have been up i two scores at that point. That probably the Browns probably would have won. Don't know if they would have covered.
0: Now this is fascinating when we look at just line of scrimmage. All right, mm-hmm. Saints lost a third of a point. You're thinking that's horrible. The Browns lost eleven points. They would have been better. Ba- I guess you can't just give them the ball back. But if well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the theory is if it's a forty yard punt, you have an EPA of zero, right? Yes. But you couldn't punt on first down. You'd have oh yeah. So like literally, it's like they're in debt to like some big corporation. And every day that goes by, they're just.
1: <laughs> I think the quick kick is underrated on third down in
0: bad weather. See, I actually well, that's interesting because Ken because you grew up on Ken Anderson in that quick kick.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Cincinnati's quarterback, he was scared. Scaredy cat, I called. And he'd kick it, and the ball would tumble. Like, it wouldn't be a good one. He'd just kick it over the safety. Then it it was like something like Otto Van Brocklin would do or you something. Know, you know you're a softy
1: that? team when Chris Collinsworth becomes your number two wide receiver, right? I don't know. I mean, it seems like, listen. Does he? Is listen, he Mel Blunt's going to take his head off.
0: Well, he, he, he had Ooh. to get that rule changed. But here's what I would say. If you grow up wherever he grew up, doesn't even matter. And you go and play pro football when you're not a fast white guy, all right, playing two Super Bowls. Then you become an announcer and make millions. And then you say, you know, I might as well just find uh, be a founder of this company that's now worth a half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. He's done all right. He has. Yeah. If he was your brother, you'd be like, oh, damn him. Make me look bad. And it'd be like, your, you know, dad's like, why couldn't you play in the NFL, Fez? <laughs> I, think I played chess and then I quit and now I suck at it. <laughs> you know what was funny? I heard the Pan American Games for something else. Like that's what you played in, yeah, right? Toronto. The pa- but it wasn't the pa- I mean it has to be something different. Or what cuz like literally the Pan American Games is where Bobby Knight like got in trouble. I mean, yeah. Okay. Anything else? So, I mean, the Browns I mean, does Stefanski get fired? Oh, oh, uh,
1: dream crusher. Brown's out of the playoffs, so further um, reduction in their power rating rest of the year. I don't know if that goes in the special power ratings. But the Browns, obviously nothing to play for anymore.
0: So Watson, it was win, but he just – what would you say?
1: Watson's just been terrible four straight games. He's just –
0: yeah, I mean, we're, it's, it, we're
1: well, in, well, it looks like he's not an NFL starting quarterback. We're in
0: uncharted territory. Yes. So, meaning all that time off. All remember, I was I wasn't even born, but Ali he had three and a half years off, and uh, as the you know heavyweight ch- fighter and champion. And it took he lost to Frazier mm. after like nine months of coming back. He had like three fights before Frazier. Didn't
1: he have to fight with a broken jaw, though?
0: Listen. No, no, no. That he fought, that like, was against Ken Norton. Ah, yes. And that, I mean. he lost the first one against Ken yep. Norton, which was right after that. It mm. was like he had two right in a row. Then he was going, not dr- directly in a row, but then he was going into the foreman fight. He was plus 450 in that fight. Unbelievable. Uh huh. All right. So, Ali, you might have thought it was over. Okay, next game. All right, so Saints, it's just a matter of do they get in the playoffs or not, right? What's 538 saying about the Saints? One second. Okay, so Mackenzie's got this up. Well, this is surprising. Saints are like at 3% only. Panthers at 29. And the Bucks are the rest. Falcons eliminated, but they couldn't cover either. <laughs> huh. I tell you, I Should got have s- covered. I got some stuff we'll on We'll talk about that. I got some stuff on Tampa that's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. But next up, Detroit, another loser, Carolina. Oh, two and a half. It's not a trap game. All right. So Carolina wins by 14 points, but it wasn't even as dominant as it was more dominant than that. If you take out garbage time, all right, Detroit loses 11 of their points and Carolina only loses one. So Carolina actually net lost 10 points in garbage time. So Carolina, I don't know how
1: long they've been around for. They set a franchise record in total yards and rushing yards.
0: That's not good. So if you would say garbage time doesn't matter, um, Carolina won effectively 44 to 16 by the stats. We've got them at 20. It's the biggest one we've had, right, McKenzie? Yeah. Of all the time we've done it, they should have won by 28 points. You never see stat numbers like that. Uh, Kevin Cole says nine points. Oh, Only let's nine? see. Did mm. Kevin Cole? Holy shit! Kevin Cole had the Saints. So first time this year he's had the Browns lose a game. Mm. Fine. I wonder if he Jerry rigged it, because <laughs> I mean he it, he might have got run out of the business if if, if if he had had the Cleveland win that one. Uh, I don't know. I trust his model, but maybe not with the Browns. Um, now the pregame EPA is not afraid to get big. We had it at sixteen. Football outsider said eight. What did you have it? Just domination. Just domination. But it was a slam dunk. I lowered Detroit
1: a point. I raised Carolina one and a half. The only reason I didn't bring Detroit down lower, it was like ten degrees. So the su- I know it's cold in Detroit, yeah. but they play indoors. In but the do, dome. You th- do you
0: think? Do you think? This game really said something? Like, has your eyes been opened about Detroit, or is this yeah, the randomness of the NFL?
1: Well, the def- when you give up, you let another team have their franchise record, and yeah. you should be 1-13. You shouldn't be knocking on the door to be the fourth best team in the NFC and about to go to the playoffs. Now, is
0: Detroit eliminated? Oh, no, they're in it. So what's our number, McKenzie? You should have that right there, right? The Detroit Lions in the NFC North they have 24% chance to make the playoffs. Did you notice how he just dragged that he should have been saying and when I was 7 year old, I used to have a mohawk. Why, why was why was the <laughs> why was the NFC
1: North relevant? I think that was one you, you, of those Because At, I had
0: to find it on the page. Exactly. Uh, okay. All right.
1: And so then,
0: 24% chance to get a wild card. And then it's what we call getting to second base. <laughs> Her parents were not happy, but no charges were brought. <laughs> Did you ever have the authorities involved with any? Is there any sexual act you've ever done that the authorities took interest in? No. No, I, I was TBing for free. But don't they have excessive masturbation laws in Illinois?
2: It's funny because the courts got involved, but um, good, good lawyers, good lawyers. Good lawyers. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. All right, yeah, I don't think we got anything else, right? Unless, what, what, what was those I, I he distracted me too much. What was it? Lions have a twenty four percent chance to make the playoffs. I'd like to see him make it. I don't know. Who? What, what's your dream? Uh, who do you of the teams that could make it? So Washington Giants. I guess Seattle still has a chance, right? Oh, I
1: want Seattle, Gino.
0: It's a good story. It's a good comeback Well, just know that that our bet ends at the end of the regular season. He's taking on a little water. Yeah, it's
1: getting a little tighter. Not really, but he's taking on a little
0: water. All right, so next up, you said the strangest game you've ever seen in the history of football, New England-Cincinnati. Since he wins by four, since he got out to a big lead, New England came back. But amazingly, it wasn't during garbage time. It was still viable time. And our stats say the only team that should have won that didn't this week, the only team— that should have won but didn't, New England. We have them win them by a point, but they lost the game and didn't cover. Kevin Cole says Cincy by six. Wow. The pregame EPA said Cincy by seven. And Football Outsider said Cincy by one and a half. So only the recalculation model said New England. And they won the stats, I'm guessing, right, Steve? The stats were won by the Bengals, convincingly, actually. So, so how
1: could that be? The Bengals, 442 to 285. First right. down.
0: So, Mackenzie, why don't you uh, proof this as we're going through it? First right.
1: downs 28 Bengals, 7, 15 New England. Uh, yards per play, Bengals, 5'7 to 5'4. At, at, one, at, at one point in this game...
0: All right, but hold on, is how about turnovers? Because that's a big fact. Three for the Bengals,
1: uh-huh. one for New England.
0: Okay, we account for that, mm-hmm. and we account for sacks. Mm. So, Mackenzie, why don't you take it? I know it's going to take a minute, but maybe you can break it down by component. Sure thing. The, the way we calculate at, out. at one point in
1: this game, New England had like 22 points, and the Bengals oh, uh, the, the Bengals had the Bengals 20. 22 points, and New England had 17 yards. <laughs> 22 first downs, I'm sorry, 22 first downs, and the Bengals at 17 yards. So the Bengals were destro- – it's the worst game ever. So the Bengals are destroying knowing the game's over. It's like in the third quarter, and Burrow just throws a 70-yard pick six out of nowhere. And then there's touchdown number one for New England. And New England starts getting the weirdest touchdowns you've ever seen. Uh, their third touchdown, Jacoby Myers, catches a deflection backwards. He gets the, you know how they say, bat it down. The ball gets batted backwards. He catches it in the one yard line, strolls in. But.
0: And still they couldn't cover.
1: Know why? They missed all their extra points, every one of them.
0: And, and this folk all supposedly of them, never missed anything in his life. All of them they miss. I and then at the end of the game, this is the this is the so the. Be- Are you trying to rub it in right now? No,
1: no. The at the how'd I, you
0: do on your picks in the Super? Terrible, right, terrible. One and
1: four. So what was your winner? I don't even recall. Uh-huh. I don't even. i was like disaster. So New England at the end of the game, New England fumbles. The Bengals. Uh, since he fumbles, New England's going to win. Okay, New England's going to win. There's two minutes left. They're in the red zone. They hand it off to Stevenson. If you recall, he's the dude that started this lateral madness against the Raiders, where he lateraled to, to Myers, who then threw it to the yeah, wrong yeah. team. We all saw so, so Stevenson was was the—you could argue that he was the object of the destruction in that game. Well, he's up to his old tricks. He puts the ball on the ground again. <laughs> Um, I thought fumb- Belichick
0: would cut people like
1: this. F- well, they, I think Belichick said he, he laddled to Jacoby Myers, so it wasn't really his fault. But this one was. He fumbled on first down on the five-yard line, and that was the end of the game.
0: So on the line of scrimmage, since he dominates by 15 points, and as you said, New England uh, you know, came back in a way with some, you know, we'll call it fuel position type, non-line of scrimmage type stuff. Okay. Buffalo. Chicago. Now, what's amazing is my sixth pick would have been Chicago. So I would have went 0 for 6. Yeah, I like Chicago, too. All right. So 97% win share for Buffalo. They dominate the stats. They should have won by 13. Your yards per play is really good. Like, Buffalo had three kick-ass yards per play games.
1: Here's another one, 7.3. That's the only
0: one after the fifth week of the season. Yeah,
1: 7.3. And they give up 3.5. That's a domination. What's amazing, the Bears were hanging in there for a while.
0: So, Mackenzie, did we figure out, uh, thinking about our recalculation with our algorithm for the stats, what did we figure out?
2: Yeah, the three turnovers really made the difference. It was larger in the
0: stats recalculation than the entire yards difference for the Bengals. But still, if, 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 if yards and turnovers even out, what about first downs? What about yards per play? Well, they didn't even out. It was it was larger. Uh I it all up together, and it was no, a I Patriots 0.9 win. But well, that doesn't tell me anything. You, you say, yes, the turnovers were negative for the Bengals, and they had more than New England, but then there were other factors that led to the exact number I have on that piece huh. of paper. That's not very insightful, is it? We're growing. We're learning. Not winning right now, but um, at least I'm not. Thank God the pros, you know, some of the pros are for sure, but. I'm not winning in the NFL. Well, hey, listen, something I mean. I was winning. Let's just say this. You play Steve Fezzik in the long run. You've won like, what was it now? Like eight out of nine years. Um, so something like that. All right. So here's what we'll do for next week and moving forward. We'll just be able to break it down. So if we do have a disparity of yards and whatever, we can see where the value came. But our model considers with um, optimal weight, at least we think it's optimal, we've tested it, on uh, net yardage, on net yards per play, on first downs, on turnovers, and on sacks. Sacks are surprisingly correlated,
1: with success because of the... Oh,
0: it's reversely correlated, inversely correlated with success. So uh, being sacked is bad, but it's bad like almost exactly the same as its yardage. So meaning its yardage... Because
1: it, you you fumble a lot when you're sacked. And it's could, also yeah. conducive of if you get sacked three times, you're probably pressured nine times. So it's mm, probably that's interesting. correlated yeah. to the pressured rate. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, the uh, It's something where... That's a big debate with quarterbacks. Like in QBR, it doesn't account for sacks very much. And EPA doesn't. And like Kevin Cole's one, he says that in general, the sacks are the black hole of stats. Where I don't think he used that phrase, but saying it's just not with the index stats, the numbers that kind of say, QBR, you're this good, they're not probably accounting for sacks. So quarterbacks that get sacked a lot are overrated. Is yeah,
1: and you know, and, and like the next next level, too, all sacks are not created equal. If a quarterback rolls out and loses a yard, that's not the same. As, but, but it's we, kind of we, a run. But we look
0: at it actually by—well, actually, if it's an intended run, they wouldn't count it as a sack, even if it was behind the line of scrimmage. But if it was a pass play and the quarterback starts yeah. to scramble and yeah. goes
1: out of bounds, yeah. Exactly. That,
0: yeah, right? um But we only look at net yardage lost in sacks. Yeah. So— Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so anything else in that game?
1: Um, I think we're on to the Bills Bears, and it was clinging. The Bills won. We upgrade the Bills a point. We downgrade Chicago one. There's I don't think there's that much there.
0: It's my theory that if a team is losing at the end of the year, it's draft choice time. That they bounce back. if they play a really good game, they usually are flat the next game because they feel like hey. I got there early one day. I can be late one day. kind now, of. Now, this that.
1: is really strong, and maybe I, I know this is an NFL podcast, but I, what you just said, it sure seems to me applies to the NBA late in the year, that like every time mm. you'd see a garbage team like in Orlando, maybe McKenzie can comment, and they somehow like, rise up that their noses are going to bleed for a month and beat the Celtics, and people are like, oh, they're still trying hard. The very next game, they lose by 30 to the 76ers.
0: And I would say, and we'll see what McKenzie thinks, the flip side is when you look horrible, that might be the time that they, everyone tries a little harder. God the next damn it. Game. You
1: know, people are paying good money to see us. Let's give, let's give, the, give them a, a, a good show tonight. Yes. It's
2: very true. It's
0: almost like you buy rope to lose when you get a big win like that and you're the magic. Now, I would say if you're tanking explicitly, like, okay, C has it, I, they are shameless. Unbelievably, so, yeah, okay, all right, next game, so in theory, Chicago might play hard next week and then not play hard, and then if they <laughs> play decently, you know, right, because Houston won now, right yeah, so, I mean, that's our we, next game so but what I'm saying is and, and we'll do that, but is if they win one more game, right is it, it, are they still first if they win one more and no and someone else doesn't so let me think about these so Houston has two yeah. two, two, and can just two look Houston
1: up. has two and a half wins.
0: Yeah, Houston can look it up, or um, um, McKenzie can look it up real quick. It was worse. Right, so uh, Houston, in this game, played Tennessee. They won by five, and um, Houston won by five. Thoughts, Fez?
1: Um, You know, the stats have it a dead equal game, but I certainly think that Houston was worthy of the win, and the reason being is that when I watched the Titans play with the rookie quarterback Malik Willis from uh, Liberty, he just looks like a turnover machine. He, I, I, I know that the that the Titans were minus two in turnovers, but I would expect them to be minus with him as their starting quarterback.
0: So we have Houston winning by eight and a half points. Kevin Cole had an even game. Wow, the pregame EPA had uh, Tennessee by four. Football Outsiders had a two point win. Fake he- disparity, yeah. Yeah, two point window for Houston. So just uh, just the stats model and Football Outsiders on the Houston side. So this is three games in a row now. They played very well against Dallas. They should have won that game. Yes. They sh- they went into overtime with Kansas City. 18-point dog, 14-point dog. And now they win against a division leader. So three straight games that they covered. Against division that, leaders. Right, oh, they, I guess Dallas, you know.
1: They've covered by double digits, three straight games, comfortably.
0: Yes. That doesn't happen very often. No. Now, do you think they seize up a little bit? So, Mackenzie, what, what are we looking at here with the... Um, so, if Houston loses in Week 17 against who? Jacksonville. Okay. So, Jacksonville is not going to be... Jacksonville has nothing to play for. So, you're saying if Houston wins one more game, they could... Uh, they can win one more game and still be automatically the number one pick. They just can't win two? Yes. Or that is it tiebreaker base? Because they got two
1: and a half I guess points. they have a half a They one, got yeah. two and a half, and everybody else has four. Right, McKenzie?
0: I think the Bears have three. That's not what we looked up when we, when I asked you to see, look into this? Wouldn't you just look at the standings? I just Googled clinching scenarios for the Texans. And I'm sure that it was a situation where it was a reputable site, right? Did the Bears have a tie also? Are they at three and a half? No, Bears didn't have a yeah. tie. Huh, I wonder how long it'll take him to get the standings.
2: Yeah, Bears have three wins.
0: Uh huh. So, so, if Houston is two and a half. Yeah, how could that be? So, if the Bears lose the next two games, they're going to have three wins. If Houston loses next week and wins the week after, they're going to have three and a half wins. Yes. Well, maybe McKenzie's right. McKenzie, what odds will you give me if that happens that Houston will not be the number one? Would you give me a thousand to one because you got that short thing? No, I was clearly wrong. You guys are clearly right. I don't know why this article
2: is. is what what, me false what websites it from ProFootballNetwork.com?
0: Well, they must be accurate, right? I mean, the guy writing for that has to be getting paid at least twelve bucks an article. <laughs> yeah, I let's do this. In general, if you're someone that has a job on Wall Street and you bet sports for fun, you can go to other sites. And look, otherwise, probably that core work should, we should do. And if you need a minute during the show, we got no problem with that. Right? I wasn't saying, why don't you know this? But I can't. Fa- I mean, so let's assume we're right. I don't see how we couldn't be. Can you just flash the standings up? Yeah. I don't see how we just couldn't be. Yeah. But um, the question is, they they in theory, they can't have any more winning. So they're faced with the must lose situation, the classic must lose. So, yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we look at the NFC yeah, first? So two twelve yeah, and one. Yeah,
1: and everyone, everyone in in their conference has four wins.
0: All right, so they're the covered AFC, there. So they're okay. Well, I guess in theory they could have two more wins, but okay.
1: Now we got the Bears at three and twelve.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That
1: means we can't get to three and a half. That's bigger than three.
0: All right, yeah. so you're saying, in theory. The
1: Houston cannot win. I don't know what happens if they tie, but they cannot win.
0: That's an interesting— Now, I think if you tie twice, (laughs) it's actually better than one win and one loss, because your denominator goes down, right? No, actually, that would be worse. worse. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) so they're going for a tie. Mm. I mean, like if they're in the if they're in overtime, they should be going for it. So, th- I mean, I think this is an excellent point. You cannot bet on Houston well right now unless that's the Bears the, win. Unless the Football Network's right. Yeah, which they can't, or unless McKenzie they
1: cannot be right.
0: But McKenzie quoted them without it's attribution. Not
1: the Wall Street Journal. Hmm. If it was the Wall Street Journal, I would trust it.
0: Would you care to comment, McKenzie? No, just nonchalant. That 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 sounded nonchalant, didn't it? If
1: anyone should know the Bears have three wins, it's us.
0: Uh Yeah. Well, you try, oh, you, you know, I mean, you know, you had the wrong side of that. It, whatever happens from here, right? You do, right? Well, you're always going to have the wrong side when you give somebody two games. No, but what I'm saying is my general premise was that everyone's talking about how bad the Bears are, and the market's not reacting I agree. in a weird the, the way. The Bears should not have only won three games this year. Everyone and their brother was saying the Bears are the worst team in football at the beginning of the year, the yeah. Bill Simmons types. And he's not dumb with football, yes. so it's like you know. And
1: Fields was very capable, and then it helped that they like jettisoned their best defenders. You know that. You well, know.
0: yeah, because let's be candid, that Smith trade has really helped the Ravens, mm-hmm. and and then they had a couple injuries. They're, they had the worst defense in the NFL yeah. right now, and the funny thing is, before they went to this running attack with the quarterback, they probably had the worst offense.
1: Yes. And this quirky yeah. offense has just taken people by surprise because the guy can run twenty one miles an hour.
0: Yeah, I mean pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. probably the best big play quarterback running we've ever seen. At because
1: least. because every other quarterback I've ever seen runs to the sideline
0: and this dude runs up the middle. Which is what you know in it's a more way options. Yeah, it could be a problem. Um, okay, so Buffalo. I mean, we were talking about how good Buffalo's been at different points, but I would, you know, reiterate the point. The, the, at their very best, they have a great offense. At their very best, they have a great defense. But they've played in a pretty wide range this year. Yes. If you could take any team right now to win the Super Bowl, at the same odds, I'm giving you a thousand bucks if you're right. Who do you take right now? Kansas City. So you think they're slightly better chance? It's close. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, but the, but the path for San Francisco is well, but they got to go to the Eagles. You know, it's tough. It's t- you could make a case for the Eagles just because their path. We know they're going to get the home field. But his hurt's going to be hurt.
0: I don't think. I mean, I don't think he should, no shoulder could be that bad that doesn't need surgery. I mean, in theory, they could wait until, um, you know, that's the. There's thing. whispers about collarbone issues. Well, but there's no such thing as collarbone issues. Airline fractures. But what I'm saying is that they would know that immediately.
1: Yeah, but they don't need to tell
0: us. Okay. Well, here's let, let's let me ask you this. I didn't watch the Philly Dallas game. Did they seem like they were protecting Minshew from getting hit? Because in theory, if he's out for an extended period of time, they they got to protect Minshew. Did you get any sense that they weren't? Because they ran him on those sneaks and stuff, right? I know no, that. I didn't get that sense at all. So that, I mean, I don't know. If that's the only no. thing. But you see what I'm saying a little yep. bit.
1: By the way, great. I do, uh, because if if we we knew we need him in the playoffs, we'd be protecting him more. By the way, greatest t- touchdown celebration in the history of the NFL. Did you see it? The icky Shuffle. That was a real good one. Salvation Army kettle, the Eagles, when they scored, they they pretended to don ski masks and steal from the Salvation Army. They like like they like took the stuff out of the bucket and walked away with it with sacks, like the Grinch.
0: So the millionaires through violence took <laughs> Wow. How clever was that? And somehow Fez goes, that's what I want to highlight and, and tell I think it's the best ever. 30th <laughs> players in a game. Yeah, really, it's, it's not, you know, the Super Bowl shuffle. No, no. Walter Payton, who they literally named the man of the year after. No, it's the, the thieves in Philly. The Salvation Army thie- thievery, yes. <laughs> Violence and thievery. Mm. If someone dies, huh. They die. (laughs) We need, we need more. (laughs) Next game, Seattle. Well, let's finish this Houston a little bit. We're worried about them, or uh, there might be. You play great. Question: I don't, I
1: can't bet Houston because they
0: played maybe as well. I I tell you this: Has any team at any three-game span during the year been up over thirty points uh, against the spread? I think
1: Jacksonville had that three-game span. No,
0: no. Maybe it was
1: only two. Maybe it was only two. I mean, I'm
0: 30 points. I can figure it out when I get home tonight in the database. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we got a team. This is really, you think about it, the question of this kind of motivation coming to a head. You You got a team so hot, and you got a team that has a vested interest now in not winning another game. The
1: Eagles kicked some serious ass early in the year. They may have the first month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But— Except for that, what do you think of? I mean, no, I can't think of it. Because here's the thing: we've seen teams win in week, the final week of the year, when all they had to do was lose. I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. And you would think of anything because the players want to win. You emphasize it: the players are going to want to win. And you and you got a coach. It could be a lame, not a lame duck, but he, Houston could fire their coach. He needs to win. Boy, how's he still the coach? Well, he just he how'd he get hired? Well. Cause, Cause, they the, the other black guy they fired, and then they didn't have much time. I mean, I don't understand. He's it. Black, yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's like I can see in a weird way. I can see, but why? Part of me says, give a coordinator a chance or something. You know, I mean, I, what I'm saying is, if for whatever reason you want to go minority, then one that's like lost at seven straight jobs. You know, like in college, you can't win. I'm not sure. If Illinois had some injuries. For, for five years? Pretty much. But don't you want a guy you can move off of so you don't want him to be too great? No, because it's just like the Davis Mills experiment is you play a lottery ticket and if you hire a young guy and he turns out to be the next Chuck Knoll, you got him. And if he doesn't, then you move off him. And you know what? If he ends up being 500 for two years, you mm-hmm. can move off him if you want. You can do anything you want.
2: Yeah, ceiling didn't seem that high on Lovey Smith. Got to say, got to agree with that. <laughs> so so great point on Houston. As
1: good as they're playing, I think we got to be careful now.
0: Seattle, 0% chance to win against Kansas City. They only lost by 14, but it was the first 100 to 0. No, I guess Carolina was 100 to 0 sweep. Now, the data says, the stats say 9-point win for KC. And everyone's between 6 and 9 from all the sources.
1: That's where I got it. 10-point favorites, so I did not
0: change the ratings for either team, even though they won, KC won by 14. Because in theory, Seattle should have covered, but they didn't, and it was close enough not to do anything with exactly. it. Exactly. All right, so if we look at line of scrimmage, which is another way to think about it, Kansas City. Wow, 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 wow. Stats are pretty equal in this game. Yeah, but what we're saying is zero EPA at the line of scrimmage for Kansas Mm -hmm. City. Zero. And Seattle, though, was minus 10. Mm -hmm. So this was a defensive struggle. Um, Wow. Mackenzie, can you pull up and see Kansas City's line of scrimmage this entire year and tell me have they ever been below zero? zero? Yeah, take me a minute. I can do that. Yeah, yeah they only
1: you. got 14 first downs, didn't get a lot of explosive plays. That's what I'm saying. Wasn't this a is... good
0: was not a good effort for the Chiefs. And if we actually look at what we thought the score should have been, because we all I I tell you the margin, but we actually project a score. Kansas City twenty to eleven. So yeah. not not a high scoring game at all. And in a weird way, you could say that's good for Seattle's D, or you could say this is the offense doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Right? They're gonna win by fourteen, but we're complaining. Yes. All right, so we'll get that in a minute on KC. And this is a kind of a deeper dive um, that, that McKenzie's doing, so we'll bear with him. Baltimore, 96% fourth quarter control of the game, Atlanta, 4%. So they dominated the game. Still had
1: it as a phony final. The atlanta They dominated the game because Atlanta couldn't score in the red zone. They kept
0: screwing up. and So, and, so let me give you our projections. Mm-hmm. Six points because of the stats for Baltimore. And then the, the guys that do more manipulation, including pregame, between four points and six points. So it's all in that four to six point win by Baltimore.
1: Yeah, and that would have been a lot better than <laughs> the appetite, eight points yeah. because I was catching seven on... Yeah. The stupid Falcons that, like, even down to the end, it's like it just worked out that they're down 17-6. to six. Oh, let's kick a field goal and make it a—the old make it a two-score game on eight, which is not a two-score game. That's a one-and-a-half-score game. But um, fourth and four, they chose to kick and not cover.
0: So this is interesting. Baltimore also had negative line of scrimmage points, and Atlanta had minus eight line of scrimmage points. This is more negative line of scrimmage point. So I'm going to go with team number sixteen on line of scrimmage, and they had it was Washington, and they had barely a half a point to the positive. So the uh, the, the pretty much the mean result was EPA of zero mm. on offense. If if you and that's re- Fez, that's removing turnovers. Mm. So if we put turnovers into it, it'd be a nightmare because you know they're all negative. Turnovers can't be positive for an offense. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be, but it's like a, like a convoluted chest kind of thing. I,
1: I tell you what, this Baltimore team is a, with Huntley is a dead nut under team. This team does not score. And, and, the, and like that you de- said, the defense has yeah. got—you you mentioned that. It's a great point that the defense has—it's uh, gelling. It's getting better and better. And, and they, they can't score. Here's a stat for you. Guess how many—since week three, guess how many um, touchdown passes to wide receivers Baltimore has? Zero. One. Oh, well, it's one. Okay. <laughs> they got I, one this week. Oh, it was it.
0: I knew it coming was right away. zero. So how we is that even? We would have covered if he didn't catch it. How is
1: that even possible? Exactly. If he would have said that. You now,
0: know. what's interesting is if you look at our projected score, it was 27 21 Baltimore. That would have worked, but but what I'm saying is it was not low scoring really. If that's you look interesting because
1: the, the yardage was low though. It's it's two ninety nine to three twenty seven. When you get well, three, that's not
0: low. No, that's low.
1: Yeah, it's like three forty five. Yeah, average, average. But what I'm saying is that means it, you're fifty below average.
0: Yeah, that's but, low. but that's like a forty one pointer, right? Mm, and yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so, you're right. You're right. So I I'm, I'm yeah. you know, in between. But yeah. um, the. And I guess that's – well, we said 48, so we went even higher yeah. because there wasn't a lot of – But 41 was,
1: would have pushed it over because the total was only 38. Yeah. Okay. But I'm
0: assuming there wasn't a lot of
1: turnovers is why – or sacks. Yeah, exactly. Only one and zero. See, yeah, so yeah. so no, 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 no funny business for extra points. Yeah. Uh, well, in this case, it would have taken A, what, a whole what, bunch of red zone disasters for the stupid field goal kicking that – that that, that, that Chu, Tucker? What? No, not Tucker. The other guy. It's his name Chu? Sin? What's his name? I don't know. I don't just.
0: I don't just, I don't just randomly throw out like guttural what? type, like, what, 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 single, what, what, like things from a, a Chinese menu. Can you look
1: up the Atlanta kicker thing?
0: Ku. Yeah, That's do, the guy. Yeah, do that, but no soy sauce on the side, all right? Sure thing. And an extra integral guy. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> By the way, we got the numbers up here for
0: Chiefs EPA on the season. It was the lowest against the Seahawks. Mm. Wow. And what was the second lowest? What was their average in all the other games? This is just their line of scrimmage. They averaged... Plus 18. 18 points at the line of scrimmage per game. In this game, they had zero. Mm. Uh-huh. Good job, Mackenzie. Previous low was week three. They were plus three against the Colts. You know, I was going to say something smart that we heard enough, but you know, he did well. I'll just say it cont- or uh, extemporaneously. Um, <laughs> next game, San Fran. Ugh. Phony final. Washington. Now... 98 to 2 on fourth quarter winning share. So total domination in that regard. Our stats say, oh, wow. San Francisco won by 15. Really? Yes. But Kevin Cole says it should have been a toss up game, even. Even. The EPA says 10 points. And Football Outsider says uh, a half a point. So literally, Fez, you got the guys adjusting agreeing with you so um McKenzie, this will be a good game for us to dig into tomorrow i want to hear fez's rationale and we got to figure what the signal we're not picking up that that football outsiders is and kevin cole is go ahead
1: yeah so i had a seven to ten point when um washington got uh, first down advantage by seven yardage was comparable but the, the yards per play was pretty dominant so dynamic plays washington didn't have them they got like five yards per play but they moved the ball San Francisco got 7.3. So
0: that's one of the biggest discrepancies of the year. 2.2? That's going to be like number... be like number third best in a week, usually. A 2.2? Oh,
1: those, those come around. Those aren't that bad. Oh, well, let's see. Why
0: don't we see? What's 2.2, McHen? One second. Yeah, take your time. Um, so, I had a couple interesting stats with San Fran here. Um, in the last eight games... They've yet to give up double-digit points in any quarter. Ooh! So for 32 quarters, the most anyone scored in a quarter has been seven points, except for one exception. One time there was nine. Mm. So nine once and seven or less. That's impressive. I mean, for eight, I mean, just a touchdown and a field goal. Nope, hasn't happened in eight games. So San Fran, and I will go on a limb and say in all eight of those
1: games, they had the highest scoring quarter which is a prop you can bet on.
0: Oh, that's, that is interesting. Um, they've won yardage, just pure yardage, San Fran, 14 out of 15 mm. games. And they've won yards per play, 13 out of 15. On offense, the first 12 games of the year, with the sundry backups, you know, borderline starters they had, San Fran, before the guy they got now, in the first 12 games, they averaged 5.8 yards per attempt on mm-hmm. offense. Last three games, 6.8. One full yard per attempt better. Now, what's interesting is that Debo's been out now for, is it two games? Yeah, and he got hurt in the middle of that one, so right? So he's, he, I mean, C-Mac
1: and Debo are like, cancel each other. You get, you get one, you lose one.
0: Which is one of the things that they kind of liked about that trade. So it was the top 7th percentile, uh, plus 2.2 yards. Well, so, the so one per week. Yeah, not okay. three. All right. All right. Thanks, Mackenzie. Um, do I was job, wrong. Man. You got it I was f- wrong. You got it at your fingertips now, man. He's got it at his fingertips. How, how did he possibly get that that quick? It was a good idea,
2: the super sheet.
0: I know. We're Jesus. building up. Well, listen, I spent about four hours on it today. Yeah. For the first time this year, really digging in, we got some changes. But it's <laughs> all, all good changes. Good. Um, okay, so real quick. So I we upgraded San Fran a half point, lowered Washington a half
1: point. Right, didn't, so didn't make an, a, a huge adjustment so because ta- it should
0: have been closer. We talked about this a couple, about a month ago, a little less. We said if the downgrade from like 8 to 1 for San Fran to like 12 to 1, we said that's the smallest downgrade we've ever seen for like a third string quarterback. Yes. And this would have to be a once-in-a-lifetime type scenario for it to make sense. At this point, is San Fran downgraded at all from where they were with Jimmy G? No, they're at their high point of the year. So with a third-string quarterback and the Super Bowl odds agree. This is the first time they've been above six to one all year. So you're saying they've actually made up all the Brock Purdy or the Jimmy G loss and more? Yep, they were six to one. Went to twelve to one with Jimmy G's injury. Have you ever seen this before? No, no. Now they're better.
2: Well, yeah, they, the Rams, greatest show on turf. But they
1: were Trent Green were, goes down? Yeah, but they were supposed to suck. Yeah, know, they were, yeah. They weren't even supposed to be good it, it, with Trent it was Green. A ba-
0: well, no, actually, I don't know. There's a different story. Because remember, Vermeil was crying because he thought they were, were going to win three games. Wow. Well, <laughs> but the. Uh, no, he was crying yeah. out of sadness for what was lost, you know. But yes. maybe. but But he was the backup quarterback. I know he was on the grocery line at some point, but he was the backup. And you know what this tells you more than anything? How bad is Trey Lance? Oh, I mean, yeah. would they even have him back? Can they cut him? Yeah. That's how's a great your point. how's your optimism with Trey Lance right now, Mackenzie? He's a free roll. This seems like
1: <laughs> it almost seems like like in the NBA, when you've got someone you don't want, you can trade for someone else's baggage. You know, it seems like both the Wilsons like if, yeah, and Trey Lance are like they should, now be, that is interesting. they should trade for each other. If
0: you were the GM of the 49ers, if you were the figurehead. Uh, uh, would you if you somehow Kyle said you know you make this decision I'm going to sleep would you trade Zach would you take Zach Wilson for Trey Lance no he's older and he doesn't have the tools it's so funny his obsession he's like a pedophile but it's well not it, Zach Wilson you want the other Wilson what Wilson you want that?
1: Denver's Wilson oh no, no 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 N- you want Russell Wilson
0: Oh, if you could muzzle him, <laughs> like, like you gotta, yeah, it's yeah. confusing. It's confusing, yeah. but I'll tell you this. I obses- don't want Zach Wilson at any cost. <laughs> his obsession with the age of Trey Lance, like somehow when he's 23, it's going to get all better. Mm. I mean, hey, hey listen. Who, who do you think's older, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? He commits to the bit. I give him that much. He commits to the bit. I don't know. I know who's older because of the way you're saying it. Fair it's, enough. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nothing. That is amazing that San Fran's at their high point right now. Yeah. So remember, you were all high. San, Fran, San Fran's going to win the Super Bowl. They're the surprise team. And then when... Jimmy G went down. You said no. Is Dallas? It's a surprise team. Oh, Dallas can't play. They're not rushing the passer anymore. And I'm glad you brought up Dallas because that's our next game. Philly, Dallas. You think it was just random? No. no. Philly, Dallas. Philly loses by six. Line was six at different points during the week. Was six and a half, five or eight point fast for about. 10 minutes. We predicted. I know someone that has it, I'm sure. I haven't heard yet. So, what happened
1: is we, the line was five, and we said, Oh, it's clear that it's going to be Minshew and not Hertz. But what we, we, you and I actually on the Wednesday podcast said that. Oh, what's going to happen is that Hurts is out and Minshew will be the, is reported as the starter. And what will happen is that the B-team bettors will overreact. that haven't been following everything like, oh, my God, no Hurts. I've got to bet Dallas. And they'll lay Dallas and that line will go up. And that's the time you'll have a small window of opportunity to get your better number on Philly. And that's exactly what happened. That for a period of a few hours, that line ticked up to six. And I even saw one place go six and a half. And then, like, uh, foot soldiers falling back into line, the bigger betters are like, yeah, we, we knew about that already. Thank you very much. We'll take our Philly plus six. And it came right back down to five and then four and a half, what, where it should have been the entire time. And when you think about it, just the whole big picture on that line move, Minshew's like a four-point downgrade from Hertz. And Dallas was laying one. So if it's a four-point downgrade, we should have gone to five. Now we're going through that key number of three, so maybe not all the way to five, maybe four, four and a half, and that's where it closed. So ultimately we got there, but along the journey, I can make the case you really should have won this both ways or at least gotten a push. You You could have played Dallas early with the news, laid one, laid two, laid two and a half, or you could have gotten the back end and gotten it Philly plus six and gotten the push.
0: So when the announcement came, it made it official and the uninformed batters acted upon it. Did what did the line get to? So there were two announcements. So there there was initially the announcement about Hertz's injury and he was
1: he became questionable or doubtful. I don't I can't recall which. I think it was doubtful. Okay. And people, at that point, the line was three and a half. So, boom, people laid Dallas minus three and a half, and they laid four and a half, and they laid five, and it went up to six. Mm-hmm. Then it dropped to five, and then we'd, um, this was on Wednesday when we did the podcast, and it looked like Hertz wasn't going to play. I
0: understand. So, when when the official announcement came, and the uninformed batters bet Dallas, where went, did
1: it go to? It went to
0: 6.1. Okay. So, you're saying, in theory, not only were you right about your prediction— Not only were you right about it getting bought back fairly quickly, but it could have gotten you a six and a half. Yes. That's about as good as you can do. That's as good as it gets. All right. So what's your main takeaway from this game? line of scrimmage actually had Philly dominating. Um, 23 points scored versus Dallas, 17. I think Philly should have won by one. I think Philly played well enough to win. The eye
1: test was that Philly should have won. Dallas was very fortunate, plus three in turnovers. At, at the very least, you'd say it was an evenly played game.
0: Okay. So now I remember, I think it was Dallas that had so many overs. Mackenzie, pull up Dallas's over-under, but check this out, Fez. It's pretty amazing. Um, this is back to the idea of if you play your best on offense, you play your best on defense, how good are you? Because we know Dallas was really good on D. Pass rush. At yeah. a certain point. Well, they've gone over, and Mackenzie can – finalize this but i have it in my notes seven of eight games now well
1: they get a lot of turnovers too so they're they 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 get their defense creates
0: points too 17 points per game over the net total on those eight games Mm. um now in the last six games the dallas offense has averaged over eight yards per pass Mm. so um, Dak has averaged over eight yards per pass. T.Y. Hilton's sighting for Dallas. Oh, not, now we know when the better went <laughs> on to, the hammies. But think about that. Six games, eight yards per play, per pass, and then you're going over seven of eight. It feels like the defense was getting worse as the offense has gotten better. I agree. But do you think net net it's a downgrade? Oh, yes. Hmm.
1: Because their offense was good already, and their defense was like, you know, we we're talking about their defense being really good. Now their offense is elite, and their defense is meh.
0: This is what concerns me, if you like, Dallas. Last seven games prior to the last two. So nine games back, let's look at those seven, and then there's two. In those seven games, they were plus 31 first downs. So just dominating mm-hmm. th- that core stat. Last two games, they're minus two. In first downs, so against Houston, and not a team you should be a backup quarterback. Yes, your your na- when you when your baseline's been what seven times five, so you're winning by like four and a half first downs every game. And they should have lost to
1: Houston. And, but yeah. Houston was up three. They scored a touchdown. They didn't give them credit for it because i don't know why the balls clearly crossed the plane
0: well they said they didn't have the right camera
1: right? yeah shocker if it would have been Dallas, well,
0: imagine houston if, if it was dallas would on the, have goal, the number one pick
1: if it was dallas on the goal line boom well, suddenly that camera angle would have maybe been available but yes. just think
0: about if the bears had the number one pick what would they be doing hmm uh-huh uh-huh yeah next <laughs> next game so right now, do you upgrade Philly because they're so good even without her? Yes. Who I, who was on Philly? Do you remember anyone that maybe was right about something this year? Um, yeah, but I, I'm actually going to give full
1: credit to the pregame team against me because you and Seidenberg <laughs> were, go, were, were going nuts. So on Philly from the get go,
0: it just felt like they're doing something. I like teams that do something different. And them running the ball, you know, yes. That AJ Brown trade was a good trade. Oh yes. Three games to go, four games to go, and I literally am spending one minute per game. I'm I'm trying to eat a bunch of peanuts and I'm packing. And I just keep talking. No 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 no. But I but I got a great
1: story. Well, how's
0: this sound? Let's run through the games quick. You can tell the story as I'm
1: packing up. I I, well, I got to tell you the story about the Raiders. You have to six million dollars story. Circa Survivor, $6 million, winner take all. So one one dude had Minnesota, 61-yard field goal. It's a Christmas weekend miracle. He moves on to the next week. There's, there's two weeks. There's week 16A and 16B during the Christmas week. These are the Saturday games. He's in. There's only three other guys left alive. Lots of upsets the three other guys all align on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this guy with Minnesota, call him the Minnesota dude, is going to win 6 million dollars. The Raiders are dominating. The Raiders are like 76% to win this game at the very end. And then it all falls apart for him as the Pittsburgh Steelers come down. It was almost immaculate. Immaculately come down, they get a on 4th and 1, RJ, they pick up 2 feet and the refs give them the first down. Some fuzzy um angles from the camera. They don't overturn so, it. So
0: think about this. The guy knows that the other three are on Pittsburgh. Yes. He's watching it for sure. Yes. There is no second place. There's no second place. So it's not like, oh, you either win six million or win four million. Oh wow! You wouldn't have many feelings and like that. People are like,
1: "Oh, I'm sure he hedged and probably bet two million dollars." Oh yeah, on Christmas Eve, I've got two and a half hours. I'm sure I could get down <laughs> two two big sticks of millions on uh, on this game and bet Pittsburgh. No problem. Call a few friends. Drive to the local book. Right. Yeah, bullshit. Not going to happen. So not only you does think you got a hundred down. That's a good over under. I uh, know. Who knows if he even happened. I, I would put an over under to ten thousand. I think that's what my, he might have. Now, obviously, he could have met with Circa, but he never would have envisioned there was fifteen people alive going into the week. So,
0: what you're saying, you could envision Circa giving him credit?
1: Yes, because he could use. They could. He could sign a quick one page contract saying, you know, okay, and I'll forego a payout. You know, they've got the equity at that point because clearly he's about to win. The and then contest. the theory
0: is they could force him to do that only if he bet it with them.
1: Exactly. Oh, they could trip. Exactly. So not only does Pittsburgh win, so he's one of the four advancing the very next day. He picks Miami in week 16B. Miami loses outright, and he's gone.
0: Oh, my God. He's
1: gone in 18 hours. He went from winning $6 million to having 0.0.
0: What do we know about this
1: dude? Nothing yet, but I'm researching it.
0: So Fez, there's a German term called Schadenfreude, taking pleasure in others' pain. Do you feel? Does this rise to the level of you feeling bad, or are you still like cackling about it?
1: I feel bad. So I this, actually feel – and notably feel rare, bad because think about: it, not only is the poor dude train wrecked, but talk about the wrong weekend, Christmas Eve. I
0: got it. I got it. For but,
1: one, you one you know the Christmas aspect of it, and two. No no chance he could hedge properly because yeah. basically everything's shut down. Then.
0: So you're saying net net you felt bad for him.
1: I, I felt for the man.
0: All right, and I don't want to contradict you, but we've got audio tape of you right after that went down. All right. So I mean you can I you might be able to spin this.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean again that seems I mean we haven't verified the authenticity of the tape. But it seems like he's really happy. Some schadenfreude going on there. Betts, any comment?
1: I have no comment, but there are three people that have survived into week 17, so only one of them's going to win probably. So all, the, so
0: all those Steeler batters won
1: this <laughs> week and the other guy lost.
0: Why would you bet against Mike Tomlin? In a weird way, you probably would have lost for your anti-Steelers stuff earlier this year. What are they, maybe the 16th best team? They're, one second. Because I'm telling you, he only has to win two more games.
1: Never had a losing year.
0: I mean, you know how motivated. They're 15th. (laughs) Jesus, God. Boom. I mean, I'll tell you this. The offensive line... Has had massive continuity. Like they, they've never had the five linemen play ninety five percent of their snaps, and that's what they're on pace for. Beautiful. And three of them haven't missed a snap, and one missed one snap. So of four linemen, they've missed one snap this year.
1: And they actually, I upgrade them half a point. They actually won the stats in this game. It was like kind of unfortunate that they were <coughs> losing this game for most of well, the. Well,
0: won the stats, well, our stats say they should have won by eighteen points.
1: Really? Oh
0: wow, eighteen mm. points. Kevin Cole says five. Uh, the pregame model says three in EPA, and Football Outsiders says seven. Yeah, I think three to seven's right. Yeah, but, I mean, stats-wise, it was just domination. It, it right? was. Yeah. It was. Wow. This was the only game of the week, the only game, that the winning team had less than a 50% fourth-quarter win share. Six mil. Yeah. Years so, of therapy won't cure this. <laughs> Pittsburgh had uh, a 40% chance Six to win Six million dollars. And this next game was the closest one to have that, but it was only 46% and they uh well I guess it was Green Bay had 54% and they won. Green Bay 54%. Now, when we look at the stats, it says Green Bay should have won by 2, and pretty much all the projections are between 2 and 5. Green Bay winning.
1: Yeah, I had Green Bay, slight win. I shouldn't have won by six, but certainly winning. So upgrade Green Bay a half, lower Miami by a half, Tua concussed. So remember, you had that big issue with the concussions earlier in the year. you got to wonder, I think he's certain to miss one week, and who knows if he's going to play again the rest of the regular season.
0: Yeah, because the theory is when you have, is this going to be three concussions now? Two and a half. I mean, well, see, I don't think you can do that. But this is a nightmare because it brings up that whole Thursday night thing again. Yeah. I mean, for the league, I mean, you know, I don't I don't care really. But you can see they didn't want that. I wonder if they told the refs in the Miami games, like, be especially stringent with calling this stuff so we don't get any late hits or whatever.
1: Oh, I think it's a point of emphasis. No doubt.
0: But in that game? They probably warn-
1: warned the defenses,
0: you know. In, Anyone- that, in Miami games more than most games? Yeah. Huh. Okay, now this is interesting with Green Bay. This team confuses me. If you look at their last nine games, in the fourth quarter, they've given up only 23 combined points. Mm. So think about that. Nine games, fourth quarter, 23 combined points. So you're looking at less than three points. Two and a half, yep. Yeah. How do you do that in the the second highest scoring quarter? It's impossible. So the D's doing something great at the end of the game. Now, here's what's confusing, though. The first 12 games of the year, their yards per play, if you just added it up, not weighted by number of plays, but just per game, they were almost exactly zero. So they were an average team, Uh let's say. In the last three games, here's been their net yards per play. Minus 2.5, plus 1.4, minus 3.7. So these are like two monster bad games, but they're supposedly playing better now.
1: Yeah, so Miami puts up an 8.4 yards per play, but only 20 points, four turnovers for Miami. So this one was you know, a lot turnover-driven.
0: Okay, but what I'm saying is, do you worry about Green Bay? Because if, it, it, everyone thinks they're getting better, but it looks like they're getting worse. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: I th- I, all things being equal, the numbers don't lie. The stats are, are much so more inclined to, to believe. So we want to Green Bay? General. Yeah, but not, but not against Minnesota this week, because Minnesota— Well, they just
0: win. Minnesota just wins.
1: Yeah, but Minnesota's getting very dangerous. Better,
0: who's better, Minnesota or Green Bay?
1: Green Bay's better. <sighs> Green Bay's better. I, 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 that's an easy one. Here's why. Next year's season win number, I'll bet you anything Green Bay's season win. Well, You know what? It depends on Rodgers. If Rodgers comes back, which he should, uh, I think Green Bay's season win number is going to be higher than Minnesota's. If so you disagree?
0: Chi- I, I don't know if that's the only way you can do it. I mean, because there's a lot to do with contract, salary cap yeah. stuff. But let me say this. Miami... So, on one hand, if you look at Miami in the fourth quarter, they've in nine games, last nine, they've scored 22 fourth quarter points total. That's it, 22. But look at their net yards per play in those games. Just the whole game now 1.6, 1.1. These are all positive. 0.6, 1.9, 2.5, 1.1, 2.4. Three games ago, they had one negative negative 1.1, then 1.8, and 3.7. This looks like like what the seventh best team in football by those numbers.
1: Yes. Now, one thing about Miami with their skill position players, they're going to have a lot of really outlying great plays,
0: which is what makes football winners.
1: Right. But you'd ra- all things being equal, you'd rather gain six, seven, six yards per play than gain eighteen. I'm not and sure then one. if that's the case. Well, if, but but well, if you look at the average, but if but if the average is going to be teams, six.
0: teams that have a good success rate but not a good EPA which is what you're saying would show up, they usually underperform. Lack of explosive plays is a real net negative. Now, I'm not sure exactly well, where— Well, it's a
1: net negative—sorry to interrupt. No, no. Because your yards per play average will be less. But if it's if your yards per play average is, is the same, then you'd much rather not have the explosive plays.
0: Be, see, that's what's interesting. The goal is to score a touchdown. Right? So it's like if you score a touchdown, I mean, it seems like the analytics guys exalt getting first downs before third down and and big plays because they don't want to have to do everything right for. 15 yeah, it's
1: very difficult. So, yes. so
0: like the Steelers have these long, it's torturous drives. No one likes that statistically. So how's that not contradicting your point? And I'm not saying there's not some subtle middle. I just don't know what it is. Well, I mean, the extreme example is you pick up 30 yards. I know or, you can make something up for sure. But show me a team you're saying this team's not as good because they have so many explosive plays. Let me think about which which team would be— I mean, maybe it's Miami. Miami.
1: Miami. because Waddle goes for 30, and the Cheetah goes for 65, and then they throw three incompletions, and they punt.
0: But is that really what has been the case? Because this was a team you had, like, ranked sixth at some point this year. Yeah, and they're dropping. Yeah. Mackenzie, um, what do you think on this? You have any sense of it? Tied for eighth. I feel like you can scheme up some
2: big plays, like we saw in the Dolphins in the first half, that— once you've done those plays, there's no going back to that 50-yarder.
0: Yeah, but that usually is you're good in the first quarter and not the rest of the game. But maybe it is a matter of adjustments over time, and, and they're figuring them out by the fourth. But now, this
1: team has so many guys, like, you can just throw a screen past you. They're so fast that you, you think in the fourth quarter against a
0: tired defense, should be able to to, to crush. Yeah. All right, next game. Um, Denver... Oh. And the Rams, oh, another loser. He got fired over it. Let's not spend much time. By the way, line of scrimmage. I take full the Rams, blame. The Rams by 18 points over Denver.
1: I, yeah, I recommended Denver minus two and a half. I said, and I quote, "It's kind of like that." Like, I, I definitely won't forget the life jackets. You know, um, <laughs> Denver uh, minus two and a half. They only lose by 40. You know, I, this was a revolt. This was a case where Denver has a really good defense. I'm not even going to talk about the offense. They have a really good defense, and they didn't show up. So there was a mutiny for Denver in this game. There was never a feeling as you were watching this game that there was any effort whatsoever from the Broncos offense or defense. And then Hackett gets fired at the end of the game. I think that that's literally the team quit uh, this week on the uh, organization.
0: So the line this week coming up, does it indicate that? I mean, is there opportunity?
1: Well, now that the coach, it's 13 and are half, they're at, they're at Kansas City. So now that the coach is gone, but we'll, but the problem is Russell Wilson's still there, and he's a big part of the problem. So I don't know. I don't know how to react. If Russell Wilson got fired also, I would bet on Denver.
0: Big move from the look ahead. It was 10 on the look ahead. Yeah. But in theory, there's supposed to be bounce backs in these spots. I'm going to yes. do a study on that and see if it's this late in the year, mm-hmm. how it goes. Okay, finally, Tampa Bay, Arizona. Um, Tom again in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable! I mean, this isn't random. It can't be random.
1: I've never seen. Yeah, you nailed it. TB sucks for the first three quarters, and then the greatest of all time knows what it takes to call the right plays, to make it happen late, and that's what Tampa did with another game-winning drive. And stats-wise, you know what? Tampa Bay probably should have won this game by about six. Um, they didn't deserve to cover the eight. They did deserve to win. I didn't change the power ratings on the teams.
0: All right, so a couple things on Tampa Bay. They start. They went 0-7 for 7 against the spread after the first two games. Then they covered against Seattle when I bet Seattle. And then they've gone 0 for 5. So in 13 games, they've covered once. They're anti-Bengals. The offense has fallen short in these games by 78 points by expectation. The defense has given up 43 more points than expected. You don't see numbers like that very Mm -hmm. often. Um, The... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're down. And, RJ, it's oh. like
1: the, the memo has finally gone out on Tampa Bay. And why do I say that? Because this team's gotten a lot of support. They were laying eight on the road to Arizona, seven and a half. Now, the look-ahead line, week 17, they're playing Carolina. Okay, they're home. The look-ahead line was seven. Tampa Bay minus seven. Tampa wins this game. Now Tampa's laying three. When was the last time you saw four – no big injuries, four-point line move? One lineman out for the for, yeah. for Tampa. That's I, I, it.
0: I actually think if you dig into these numbers, I think Tampa might be the best bet of the week. Bear with me one second as we finish here. Is If you look at the last 12 games, yards per play, your favorite stat, they have seven victories, yards per play, four losses, and one exact push. So if the yards per play winner was the game winner – They'd be 7, 4, and 1 mm-hmm. during those 12 games. But here's what's happened. In the first seven of the, the, the season's games, the 15, they had six turnovers in seven games, not bad, and the opponents had nine. Mm-hmm. So they were plus three in turnovers. Now, in the next eight games, so it's about the same amount of games, one more game, they went from six turnovers, Tampa Bay did, to 14, and the opponents have 11, so they go from being uh, they're, they're minus three instead of plus three. So net net a six, you know, in the, that span of games. So I think what's happened is the turnovers have gone up just when Tampa's offense has gotten better. Because people with the eye test are saying, Brady, look, it looks like they're figuring some stuff out with play action. You know, different things. I don't know enough to know exactly how or what. But that makes sense, right? You're playing bad but you're getting kind of lucky in the turnovers, so you seem like an average team. Mm -hmm. Now you're playing better, but you get unlucky in the turnovers, and you seem like an average team. I think the case can be made that they're playing better than average. It's just a matter of turnover luck. Thus, it's a time to play him.
1: Let me be careful because this is not my forte, Mm -hmm. all right? But the eye test says Brady's lost his zip on this ball. He looked good, real good the first half of the year. I don't like what I'm seeing when he tries to throw downfield the last month.
0: Okay. Pia, and— um, I could make a joke about a scout, but you were very... But you know what? You were very modest in what you said. You're saying, I'm seeing... And, you know, this is a time to look at PFF. So what's PFF saying the last couple... couple? Let's say last four games. One sec. It is fascinating, though, because I, I did hear a couple of serious people say that they think they're figuring out the scheme. So... But if Brady's starting to drop and that's causing the interceptions... Doesn't seem like he can throw the deep ball. Because old and old could quarterbacks get year. worse as the year yeah. goes on more than any other quarterback. You know, one
1: thing that was telling, they had a key fourth and one, and he snuck it. He just put his head in and went and, and burrowed through like the old Tom Brady. So that's like... Um, you know that that's he's doing
0: everything he can to make the team win. Maybe he's overcompensating. Yeah.
2: Last four games, Brady average PFF
0: grade sixty-one. That is the same as Davis
2: Mills. That is the same as the
0: thirtieth. What, what, what was in his grade. Grade, What was his grades the prior games to that? Just uh, meaning uh, the mean of them, because I'm guessing it was a lot higher. All right, so is he's ga- seventy. Yeah, and is, and it was what the last four? 60. All right, Faz, I test seems to be doing well. All right, I. I'm gonna make this a quick out. Don't forget, straight out of Vegas, AM. You're gonna be on with them, right? Absolutely. And um, I'll probably do a little something this week. That's five days a week. Those guys, they don't worry about vacation or you know Christmas. Uh, You know, they did their thing. I like it. Dedicated boys. We got our pick pod coming out Wednesday, or it gets taped Wednesday, out Thursday. Enjoy, man. And again, maybe we'll go nine and one to salvage this thing. I'm gonna predict we do. All right, I'm predicting we don't, but I'm going to try my hardest. Talk to you soon.